Welcome everybody to the Resilient Leadership Podcast. I'm Bridget Tyre and I am joined by my trusty co-host, Irvin Nugent. How are you doing today, Irvin? I am doing fantastic, Bridget. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing very, very well. Boy, do we have an interesting topic on tap for today, right? Mm. A phrase that has become a bit of a buzzword of the great resignation. We're going to talk about that, what's behind it, uh, and what employers can do about it, what leaders can do about it. And if you are thinking about resigning, because maybe you are, what you might do to make sure that you think your way through that and not mm-hmm. just react, right? Yep. So that's what's on tap for today. So so Urban, what can you share with us to kind of set the stage, set the context a little bit? Well, you know, I think it's important to put the, the context here is critically important. And we are 19 months into a pandemic now, which has fundamentally in many, for many people, changed the way they work. And I think that's very important to put front and center. So mm-hmm. for example, here's a statistic, 6% of the US population pre-pandemic worked virtually, and now that is 33% or even higher. So that's a that's huge crazy. change in behavior. Yeah, that's absolutely. Crazy. We're in the midst of of something that i think we could call a great revolution there's a diff- there we're in the midst of something something is is changing and i think we're struggling to define it yeah but it is it is happening um just this week i had two emails one was from our 401k manager to say i'm out of here and there'll be a new person taking over and then 3 minutes later i got an email from an association the national speakers association that the virtual assistant was leaving so we are getting these emails yeah. uh, this 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 trend is happening it's a seismic it's a seismic change absolutely i love that word yes yeah, seismic and then just one other statistic which i think is really incredible in july of 2021 3 million people left their jobs and in august 4 million people so yeah. this is extraordinary because even for people who look at these statistics, you're saying this has never happened before. So yeah. maybe an, a great <laughs> opening question there for Bridget might be, what do you think some of the key reasons, you know, as you listen to leaders, as you look at what's happening, why do you think employees mm-hmm. are leaving in such large numbers? Yeah. Well, you know, when we, we entered into this once in a generation event called the pandemic and we started working virtually. And for some people, not all, but for some people, that was like hitting the pause button and they were able to kind of stop and survey and check in and look around and say, hmm, do I really want to keep doing this? You know, how much am I really getting from this contract that I have with my employer? Or, you know, is this really leading me where I want to go? I mean, people just started checking in with themselves and asking questions because let's face it, the pandemic also put front and center our mortality. Mm -hmm. And we as human beings like to not think about that, (laughs) but it was hard not to when at least in the early stages of the pandemic, you never knew if you were going to get it. And if you got it, chances were you were going to be okay, but you didn't really know. So we, we started asking some big questions. And in asking those questions, we might have sort of looked at, hmm, like one of the things we might have noticed is I'm not really respected or valued here. I don't really feel like my expertise, my voice is valued. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to swallow. 
in looking, we might have noticed that we're kind of stagnant. We haven't really been growing for a while. And we want to grow. I think another reason is burnout. I mean, we talked about that in the last episode. Like if we've just been at that place of burnout, we might go, well, there's other jobs out there. I am done with this. I am so tired. I'm so exhausted. I cannot see my way through this. I'm out of here. I know. I think two other things that we're seeing that loss of passion and purpose, or maybe you never had it. Like you fell into the work and truth be told, it's not, it's not really something that excites you. And so this is your opportunity to see if you can find something that does. And then the last one, and this is something that really comes from the work of David Rock and his at the Neuro Leadership Institute, which is looking at uh, employee sense of choice. Mm-hmm. Do they feel like they can exercise choice in their day, in their week, in their careers? Because yeah. if not, that's a big deal. Do you love the idea of not being at choice in your work day? No. And nobody, nobody does. Right. And, and there's a whole, like, there's a lot of neuroscience behind that. But Irvin, why don't you speak to that? What, what's going on around choice in our brains? Yeah, it's really interesting. So, you know, what they've discovered, which is fascinating, is that when we are in choice, when we have the power to make and to choose different options, the part in our brain, the reward part in our brain gets lit up. And yeah. so we, we, it's a pleasant experience. We, we experience it as, as something positive, as rewarding. And importantly here, the reverse is true. So when you take away choice, when you feel you are trapped, when you feel there is no choice, the brain interprets that as threat. Yeah. So just think about that for a moment, you know, reward and threat. So pre-pandemic, you know, on an average day, I could wake up and I could think about, you know, where would I go for lunch today? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, where will I get my coffee? And then you know, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a traveler. So then I'm yeah. thinking I'm, I'm, my daydreaming parts of the day would where do I want to go next? Yeah. And all these so just think of things that we just take for granted are choices that we used to make. Now forward to today, and we have just lived through uh, and are living through. It's still ongoing where so many choices were taken away from us. Yeah. You know, so in other words, the choice of where did I want to eat? So there, are, there, there still is an amazing restaurant in Gaithersburg. It's my favorite to go to oh, a Thai restaurant, it? which is still not, you can't go there and dine oh, in really? anymore. That, yeah, that oh. Thai, yeah, that the, is being taken away. Travel. So in other words, you know, I'm supposed to have an engagement uh, with a colleague of mine in the UK in the, and, and we don't know it's up in the air. That has yeah. been taken away. And then just uh, in the offices, you know, this big debate, do we go into the office? Do we not go into the office? And then we're not able to get into the office. Now, for some people, that has been fantastic. Yay. I'm able yeah. to stay at home. But for yeah. other people, it's like, no, 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 I need the connection. I, I need the camaraderie. Yeah. I need the teamwork. So all of those things have been taken away and it's had an impact. It's yeah. really had a huge impact. And I love the, the way you said how threatening it is to the brain, that, that when we have less choice, we feel more threatened. And that's all about anxiety. And so then what happens is we may exercise choice by resigning. Because it, feel, right? it feels like, yep. well, I can't, I can't choose yep. all these other things, but you know what I will do? I'll choose yep. whether I want to work here or not. And we resign. The question is, are we resigning reactively? 
out of a highly anxious place or are we really thinking our way through that? And so for our listeners, that's a question to be in. If you're thinking about resigning or if you have people coming to you who are thinking about resigning is can you help them step back from the anxious response, the threat response and think about what, what is it that they really want and Mm -hmm. what is the best way for them to, you know, discover it. So as a leader, then one of the things we can do is if choices being curtailed is a big threat and a big reason why people are leaving, how can we give people more choices? Mm -hmm. And there are some simple ways that we can do that. Like I'm thinking of one client that I worked with where they were um, deciding about, you know, do we come back to the office? When do we come back and all that? And they landed on the choice of a hybrid, which I know a lot of companies have, where three days a week, you know, people were kind of expected to come in, but they could pick which days. Yeah. Huge, yeah. right? Because again, we're going to be choosing a hybrid, but you get to choose which days. And just things like what kind of work assignments you're put on, who you work with, where you work, how you work, all those kinds of things. I would invite anybody listening to this that's a leader of a team, of an organization, of a business, to ask yourself, where do our employees really have a choice and how can we give them even more choice and more say in their day, in their week? in their lives, because it's going to make a huge difference. Absolutely. So that's one reason why people are leaving, among others that we discuss. And that's one way leaders can stem the tide, right? Is looking at little ways to give people choice. Oh, wait, Irvine, I'm going to ask you like what else we can do. But Mm -hmm. I just thought of something I really want to share with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I heard this from David Rock when he was sharing the neuroscience around choice. And you know what he said? He said there was a one study that was done in nursing homes and on two different floors. On one floor, they instituted more choices for the residents, a lot more about Mm -hmm. what furniture they could have in their rooms, what meals they could eat, when they ate, a bunch of them, right? And the other floor was the same, which was Mm -hmm. not a lot of choices. And do you know what the difference was, the impact? Mm, Death rate. Death rate. Oh, interesting. The the residents who had more choices introduced to them live longer. Wow. If that's not enough to wake us up, I mean, that's just goes to show the impact on human beings. So so what else can leaders do, Irvin, to to stem the tide of this great resignation? What do you think will help? Well, I mean, I have a few thoughts about this. One one is, I think at times we're dealing with a phenomena that we don't fully understand. And I think that's okay to to know that. This is, Mm -hmm. and and I think therefore leaders need to, first of all, listen deeply. They have to really listen to the voices and let people, and take time to listen to what's going on in the experience of their employees. Because what I have found is that uh, that difference, and we can jump to assumptions. So say, for example, two people can have experienced on the face of it, very similar experiences of COVID. They can be in an apartment that's the same and they can have the same makeup of a family, but their experience was highly different. Yeah. And so I think listening to that experience is very important because very often why we think people are resigning may not be the real reason why they are resigning. Yeah, it's true. 
That is true. And I remember, you know, some of the research now coming out. It's really interesting that I've heard a lot of people, well, people just, um, they need more work-life balance and that's the real reason they're resigning. And actually, when we're looking at some surveys, one of the things that's coming to the top is something you mentioned right at the beginning of the episode, feeling valued. Yeah. Do I feel valued in my organization? Do I feel valued by my boss? Do I feel valued by the teammates and the peers that I work with? Because yeah. if this is really something that at our core, it's like, uh, what's my purpose? Then that, of course, is 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 answered with with the value question. I feel valued because yeah. you know people find it much harder to leave relationships. Yeah, I can leave a job. I can leave activities. Yeah. I can leave stuff that I hate. Yeah. but I find it hard to leave deep relationships Good that point. have meaning. And provide meaning to me. So I think one yeah. of the things you know that leaders can do is, uh, and this is the challenge. The challenge is w- because in a virtual world, right. that's a little more difficult. How do yeah. we create connection? And are we giving people time to create connection? Yeah. And I think that's a really important uh, question for leaders. And as people begin to return to work, that common thread of of valued, feeling valued and creating connection is is there. Yeah. So I think that's incredibly that's important. And you know, what you just said provoked this thought for me. We can be in a place where we don't feel valued or appreciated or respected mm-hmm. from our colleagues, from our boss yeah. or whatever. But what I would invite folks to think about, if if that's true for you, you know, for those who are listening, is Right now, do you show up as a person who truly values yourself? Like, Mm -hmm. do you show up in meetings and conversations with the attitude of like, hey, I got a voice. I got a lot to offer here. I got a lot to bring to the table. And you don't wait for permission. And you don't wait for others to value you to do that because Mm -hmm. you value you. Yeah. Right. I I think it's equally important to that. There's another side of that, that another side of that equation. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, keep going. So that, that just just one other thing I'll mention in this is what I've, I don't know if you found it as well. I find that some leaders have said, you know, I'm working, I'm walking on eggshells because I'm afraid that people are going to resign. So I, I feel I can't say anything. And I think, you know, what we're confusing here is we want to be empathetic. So we want to listen. We want to understand people's experiences, but at the same time, we also want to keep challenging people because importantly, that's as well another sustaining thing for people that they feel that they're being challenged. They feel that they're um, being challenged to grow. And part of that is is, uh, experience that this work is valuable because it's helping me grow. And I'm finding leaders are confusing that. And and actually, we're going to talk about this in much deeper away in an episode, uh, an upcoming episode, which we'll call the fallacy of empathy. But just, you know, empathy is, is not just about giving in. Empathy is about truly understanding and at the same time, continue to hold people accountable and challenging people to yeah. grow throughout this experience. And not, not to be afraid to do it, even though we're in the midst of the great resignation. Yes. Because there's got to be the balance there of listening and caring with accountability. Yeah. So that's another place for for our listeners to kind of check in with themselves. How well are you striking that balance? Yeah. Yeah. So we we talked. You mentioned something which I'm curious. I want to explore it a little bit more. Uh-huh. You you said it was a little gem. You talked about 
how there's a difference between resignation and acceptance. And mm-hmm. I want to explore that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. for you, kind of what, what do you see as the, the main difference between both of those things? Yeah, well, so, you know, resignation can be a, an action, right? Like I resign, mm-hmm. like we're talking about the great resignation, but it's also a mood. It can settle in, right? And a, a mm-hmm. mood, you know, moods and emotions are a little bit different. And a mood is something that's sort of more like the climate rather than the weather. It sort of settles in, right? And yeah. so the mood of resignation can be something all of us can fall into. And it's a mood that has this narrative inside our head. Ugh, why bother? Because nothing's going to change around here. I mean, it doesn't matter what I do. Nothing's going to happen. We might have good reason to say that and to think that. But that mood, if it stays with us too long, limits are what we see as even possible. So there might be possibilities for action on our part or conversations, but we don't see them because why bother? Mm. And above resignation in terms of the kind of energy that we get is the mood of acceptance. It's a notch above that because with acceptance, We see, okay, there are some things around here I don't like. There's some things I may not be able to change. I'm not going to keep fighting those or resisting what is. I accept those. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to still look for places where I can take action. And man, energetically, those are two different places to live and lead out of. Mm -hmm. So that's another place for us to look. If we're going to resign It's better to resign from a place of acceptance than from a place of resignation. And if we're going to lead, oh my goodness, yes, we have to lead from a place of acceptance and optimism and so forth. Every human being, every person can fall into from time to time a place of resignation. And it's, it's just that we have to catch ourselves and lift ourselves out of it, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, for me, I kind of the words that come to mind is this feeling of the difference between empowered and disempowered. That's it. Yeah. So, so this feeling of of this resignation is this this loss of power and and just that, and it just spirals. It spirals downwards. Where there's an yeah. acceptance that yes, okay, um, uh, I may not have power over everything, but there are things that I still have power over, and I'm going to exercise that. And there's an, as you say, there's kind of an energy with that. That's just the seeds. It's almost planting the seeds of new growth and the the ability to accept the fact that, yes, the world has changed. And actually, you know, I need to grieve over some of the losses that I have lost things and that's important. However, with any loss, there comes opportunity and with any loss, there is new growth. And so what, what is the new growth in the midst of this loss? Yeah. I love that question. Yeah. So I think that's really the the practice that mm. that I would leave with folks is just to be in that question, what mood am I living and leading out of? Because we're always leading out of some mood. And to also look at the organization and what's the mood of the organization right now? Where can we detect pockets of resignation, either in ourselves or others? And what can we do as leaders to empower people? so that they can see possibilities instead of just re- resignation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's such important work. What do you think? I, you know, I really think so as well. I think at times that 
the troubling thing about moods is that at times we they come and we think, Where, how did I get in this mood? You know, <laughs> and it's like, Rrr. and we yeah. can let the mood just dominate us. And at times, just to be able to just to to put your hand on the pulse of that, and to really just ask some really thoughtful questions is really critically important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to actually be talking about that. I, I'm just literally remembering now that one of our future episodes is going to be about emotional contagion. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And how, how we literally talk about pandemic, how we catch the moods and the emotions of other people. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you, Ed. This has been a fascinating conversation. It's it's an ongoing conversation. We're we're really this is a fun, this is happening right as we speak, and we yeah. are beginning to scratch the surface and understand what is going on here. But hopefully, some of the thoughts that we put together today have been uh, thought provoking for you of really asking some questions. Why are people resigning? Of of looking um, from a leader's perspective, what are some things? And I think you know, choice is is a huge a huge thing that that we could absolutely implement in our lives. I love what we talked about about this difference between resignation and acceptance, mm-hmm. and then just taking time to check in with yourself and monitor your mood. Yeah. So. In our next episode, we're going to look at emotional contagion, explore that a little further. Bridget, thank you so much for uh, everything today. Remember, uh, everyone, if you've enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and also spread the word. It's a new podcast and we'd love for you to tell others about it. Until we meet next, we wish you well and uh, hopefully you take a little time to monitor your mood in the coming days. All right, folks, take care of yourselves. Irvine, great being with you. Likewise, Bridget. Thank you. Bye-bye.